LW, Replicating and Extending the Grabby Aliens Model by Tristan Cook. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Replicating and Extending the Grabby Aliens Model, published by Tristan Cook on April 23, 2022 on Less Wrong. Cross-posted to the Effective Altruism Forum. Summary. This report is the most comprehensive model to date of aliens and the Fermi Paradox. In particular, it builds on Hansen et al. 2021, and Olson, 2015, and focuses on the expansion of grabby civilizations, civilizations that expand at relativistic speeds and make visible changes to the volume they control. This report considers multiple anthropic theories, the self-indication assumption, SIA, as applied previously by Olson and Ord, 2022, the self-sampling assumption, SSA, implicitly used by Hansen et al. 2021, and a decision-theoretic approach, as applied previously by Finn Veden, 2019. In Chapter 1, I model the appearance of intelligent civilizations, ICs, like our own. In Chapter 2, I consider how grabby civilizations, GCs, modify the number and timing of intelligent civilizations that appear. In Chapter 3 I run Bayesian updates for each of the above anthropic theories. I update on the evidence that we are in an advanced civilization, have arrived roughly 4.5 grays into the planet's roughly 5.5 grays habitable duration, and do not observe any GCs. In Chapter 4 I discuss potential implications of the results, particularly for altruists hoping to improve the far future. Starting from a prior similar to Sandberg et al.'s, 2018, literature synthesis prior, I conclude the following. Using SIA or applying a non-causal decision-theoretic approach, such as anthropic decision theory, with total utilitarianism, one should be almost certain that there will be many GCs in our future light cone. Using SSA, or applying a non-causal decision-theoretic approach with average utilitarianism, one should be confident, 85%, that GCs are not in our future light cone, thus rejecting the result of Hansen et al. 2021. However, this update is highly dependent on one's beliefs in the habitability of planets around stars that live longer than the Sun. If one is certain that such planets can support advanced life, then one should conclude that GCs are most likely in our future light cone. Further, I explore how an average utilitarian may wager there are GCs in their future light cone if they expect significant trade with other GCs to be possible. These results also follow when taking, log uniform priors over all the model parameters. All figures and results are reproducible here. Vignettes. To set the scene, I start with two vignettes of the future. This section can be skipped, and features terms I first explain in chapters 1 and 2. High likelihood vignette. In a Monte Carlo simulation of 106 draws, the following world described gives the highest likelihood for both SIA and SSA, with reference class of observers in intelligent civilizations. That is, civilizations like ours are both relatively common and typical amongst all advanced but not yet expansive civilizations in this world. In this world, life is relatively hard. There are 5 hard try-try steps of mean completion time 75 grays, as well as 1.5 grays of easy delay steps. Planets around red dwarfs are not habitable, and the universe became habitable relatively late, intelligent civilizations can only emerge from around 8 grays after the Big Bang. Around 0.3% of terrestrial planets around G stars like our own are potentially habitable making Earth not particularly rare. Around 2.5% intelligent civilizations like our own become grabby civilizations, GCs. This is the SIA doomsday argument in action. Around 7,000 GCs appear per observable universe-sized volume, OUSV. GCs already control around 22% of the observable universe, and as they travel at 0.8 C, 
their light has reached around 35% of the observable universe. Nearly all GCs appear between 10 grays and 18 grays after the Big Bang. If humanity becomes a GC, it will be slightly smaller than a typical GC, around 62% of GCs will be bigger. A GC emerging from Earth would in expectation control around 0.1% of the future light cone and almost certainly contain the entire Laniakea supercluster, itself containing at least 100,000 galaxies. The median time by which GCs will be visible to observers on Earth is around 1.5 grays from now. It is practically certain humanity will not see any GCs anytime soon. There is roughly 0.000005% probability, 1 in 20 million, that light from GCs reaches us in the next 100 years. GCs will certainly be visible from Earth in around 4 grays. As we will see, SIA is highly confident in a future is similar to this one. SSA, with the reference class of observers in intelligent civilizations, on the other hand, puts greater posterior credence in human civilization being alone, even though worlds like these have high likelihood. High decision worthiness vignette. This world is one that a total utilitarian using anthropic decision theory would wager being in, if they thought their decisions can influence the value of the future in proportion to the resources that an Earth-originating GC controls. In this world, there are eight hard steps, with mean hardness 23 grays and delay steps totaling 1.8 grays. Planets capable of supporting advanced life are not too rare, around 0.004% of terrestrial planets are potentially habitable. Again, planets around longer-lived stars are not habitable. Around 90% of ICs become GCs, and there are roughly 150 GCs that appear per observable universe-sized volume. GCs expand at 0.85 c, and a GC emerging from Earth would reach 31% of our future light cone, around 49% of its maximum volume, and would be bigger than 80% of all GCs. Since there are so few GCs, the median time by which a GC is visible on Earth is not for another 20 grays. 1. Intelligent Civilizations I use the term intelligent civilizations, ICs, to describe civilizations at least as technologically advanced as our own. In this chapter, I derive a distribution of the arrival times of ICs, alpha, t. This distribution is dependent on factors such as the difficulty of the evolution of life and the number of planets capable of supporting intelligent life. This distribution does not factor in the expansion of other ICs, that may prevent, preclude, later ICs from existing. That is the focus of chapter 2. The distribution gives the number of other ICs that arrive at the same time as human civilization, as well as the typicality of the arrival time of human civilization, assuming no ICs preclude any other. The universe. I write to know for the time since the Big Bang, which is estimated 13.787 grays, at a 2016, g equals gigayear equals 1 billion years. Current observations suggest the universe is most likely flat, the sum of angles in a triangle are always 180 degrees, or close to flat, and so the universe is either large or infinite. Further, the universe appears to be on average isotropic, there are no special directions in the universe, and homogeneous, there are no special places in the universe, Sade et al. 2016, Martins 2011. The large or infinite size implies that there are volumes of the universe causally disconnected from our own. The collection of parallel universes has been called the level I multiverse. Assuming the universe is flat, Tegmark, 2007, conservatively estimates that there is a Hubble volume identical to ours 1,010,115 meters away, and an identical copy of U101,029 meters away. I consider a large finite volume, LFV, of the level I multiverse, and partition this LFV into observable universe size, spherical, volumes, OSVs. My model uses quantities as averages per OSV. For example, 
alpha, t, will be the rate of ICs arriving per ooze von average at time t. The, currently, observable universe necessarily defines the limit of what we can currently know, but not what we can eventually know. The eventually observable universe has a volume around 2.5 times that of the volume of the currently observable universe, or 2021. The most action-relevant volume for statistics about the number of alien civilizations is the effectable universe, the region of the universe that we can causally affect. This is around 4.5% of the volume of the observable universe. I will use the term effectable universe size volumes, aus vs. For an excellent discussion on this topic, I recommend ORD, 2021. The steps to reach life. I consider the path to an IC is made up of a number of steps. Try try steps that can make repeated attempts to complete. I further break these down into easy or delay and hard steps. Try once steps, that have a single opportunity to pass or fail. I recommend F, 2021, for an excellent introduction to try try steps. Try try steps. Abiogenesis is the process by which life has arisen from non-living matter. This process may require some extremely rare configuration of molecules coming together, such that one can model the process as having some rate 1 slash of success per unit time on an Earth-sized planet. The completion time of such a try-try step is exponentially distributed with PDFQA, t equals 1a minus ta. Fixing some time t, such as Earth's habitable duration, the step is said to be hard if ta. When the step is hard, for t t, qa, t 1a is constant since e minus t a 1. Abiogenesis is one of many try-try steps that have led to human civilization. If there are m try-try steps with expected times of completion of 1, dot 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 comma m, the completion time of the steps is hypoexponential distribution with parameter macron a equals a 1, dot 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 comma m. For modeling purposes, I split these try-try steps into delay steps and hard steps. I define the delay steps to be the maximal set of individual steps d1, dot 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 comma dk from the steps a1, dot 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 comma m such that d equals key equals 1d less than or equal to 4.5 grays, the approximate duration life has taken on Earth so far. I then approximate the completion time of the delay try try steps with the exponential distribution with parameter d. If they exist, I also include any few steps in the sum of d. I write h1, dot 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 comma hn for the expected completion times of the n equals m minus k remaining steps. These steps are not necessarily hard with respect to Earth's habitable duration. I model each high to have log uniform uncertainty between 1 gray and 1020 grays. With this prior, most high are much greater than 5 grays and so hard. I approximate the completion time of all of these steps with the gamma distribution parameters and h equals h1 h2 hn1 slash n the geometric mean hardness of the try-try steps. The gamma distribution can further be described as a power law as I discuss in the appendix. I write fn, h, dt for the pdf of the completion time of all the delay steps and hard try-try steps. Strictly, it is given as the convolution of the gamma distribution parameters n, h and exponential distribution parameter d. When dt, fn, h, dt gn, ht minus d, where gn. HT is the PDF of the gamma distribution. That is, the delay steps can be approximated as completing in their expected time when they are sufficiently short in expectation. Priors on N. After introducing each model parameter, I introduce my priors. Crucially, all the results in Chapter 3 roughly follow when taking, log uniform priors over all parameters and so my particular prior choices are not too important. Consider three priors on N, the number of hard try-try steps. The first, which I call balanced, is chosen to give an implied prior number of ICs similar to existing literature estimates, discussed later in this chapter. 
My bullish prior puts greater probability mass on fewer hard steps and so implies a greater number of ICs. My bearish prior puts greater probability mass in many hard steps and so predicts fewer ICs. My priors on N are uninformed by the timing of life on Earth. In Chapter 3 I update on the time that all the steps are completed, i.e., now. I do not update on the completion of any potential intermediate hard steps, such as the timing of abiogenesis. Further, I do not update N on the habitable time remaining, which is implicitly an anthropic update. I discuss this in the appendix. Prior on H. Given these priors on N, I derive my prior on H by the geometric mean event draws from the above-mentioned log uniform 1 gray, 1020 grays. I chose this prior to later give estimates of life in line with existing estimates. Prior on D. My prior on the sum of the delay and fuse steps D has D log uniform 0.1 grays, 4.5 grays. Try once steps. I also model try once steps, those that either pass or fail with some probability. The rare earth hypothesis is an example of a try once step. The possibility of try once steps allows one to reject the existence of hard try try steps, but suppose very hard try once steps. I write W for the probability of passing through all try once steps. That is, if there are L try once steps W1, W2, dot 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 comma WL then. W equals PW1 PW2 vertical bar W1 PWL vertical bar W1, W2, dot 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 comma WL minus 1. Habitable planets. The parameters above give can give distribution of appearance times of an IC on a given planet. In this section, I consider the maximum duration planets can be habitable for, the number of potentially habitable planets, and the formation of stars around which habitable planets can appear. The maximum planet habitable duration. I write Lmax for the maximum duration any planet is habitable for. The Earth has been habitable for between 4.5 grays and 3.9 grays, Pierce 2018, and is expected to be habitable for another 1 gray, so as a lower bound Lmax 5 grays. Our Sun, a G-type main sequence star, formed around 4.6 grays ago and is expected to live for another 5 grays. Lower mass stars, such as K-type stars, orange dwarfs, have lifetimes between 15-30 grays, and M-type stars, red dwarfs, have lifetimes up to 20,000 grays. These lifetimes give an upper bound on the habitable duration of planets in that star system, so I consider Lmax up to around 20,000 grays. The habitability of these longer-lived stars is uncertain. Since red dwarf stars are dimmer, which results in their longer lives, habitable planets around red dwarf stars must be closer to the star in order to have liquid water, which may be necessary for life. However, planets closer to their star are more likely to be tidally locked. Gale, 2017, notes that this was thought to cause an erratic climate and expose life forms to flares of ionizing electromagnetic radiation and charged particles but concludes that in spite of the challenges, oxygenic photosynthesis and perhaps complex life on planets orbiting red dwarf stars may be possible. This approach to modeling does not allow for planets around red dwarf stars that are habitable for periods equal to the habitable period of Earth. For example, life may only be able to appear in a crucial window in a planet's lifespan. Number of habitable planets. Given a value of Lmax, I now consider the number of habitable planets. To derive an estimate of the number of potentially habitable planets, I only consider the number of terrestrial planets, planets composed of silicate rocks and metals with a solid surface. Recall that the parameter W can indirectly control the number of these actually habitable. Zacharyson et al. 2016, estimate 1019 terrestrial planets around FGK stars and 51020 around M stars in the observable universe. Interpolating, I set the total number of terrestrial planets around stars that last up to Lmax per to be. 
Hansen et al. 2021, approximate the cumulative distribution of planet lifetimes L with L max LL 0.5 for L less than or equal to L max and HL equals 1 for L greater than or equal to L max. The fraction of planets formed at time B habitable at time T is then given by 1 minus HT minus B. These forms of L max L and T L max satisfy the property that for NL1 less than L2 less than L max, the expression T L max L max L2 minus L max L1, the number of planets per ooze habitable for between L1 and L2g, is independent of L max. In particular, the number of planets habitable for the same duration as Earth is independent of L max. This is implicitly used later in the update. One does not need to explicitly condition on the observation that we are on a planet with habitable for 5 grays since the number of planets habitable for 5 grays is independent of the model parameters. The formation of habitable stars. I use the term habitable stars to mean stars with solar systems capable of supporting life. I follow Hansen et al. 2021, in approximating the habitable star formation rate with the functional form rho, tt lambda x minus t slash phi, with power lambda equals 3 and decay phi equals 4 grays where 0 to the power of rho, t dt equals 1. The habitability of the early universe. There is debate over the time the universe was first habitable. Loeb, 2016, argues for the universe being habitable as early as 10 mi. There is discussion around how much gamma ray bursts, GBRs, in the early universe prevent the emergence of advanced life. Puran, 2014, conclude that the universe was inhospitable to intelligent life greater than 5 grays ago. Sloan et al. 2017, are more optimistic and conclude that life could continue below the ground or under an ocean. I introduce an early universe habitability parameter u and function gamma ut which gives the fraction of habitable planets capable of hosting advanced life at time t relative to the fraction at no. I take gamma ut to be a sigmoid function with gamma ut no 1 and gamma u 0 equals u, hence u 0 comma 1. My prior on U is log uniform on, 10 minus 10, 0.99. A more sophisticated approach would consider the interaction between and the hard try-try steps, as suggested by Hansen et al. 2021. The number of habitable planets at a given time. The number of planets terrestrial planets per ooze habitable at time t is. Since till max t minus b equals 0 for t minus b greater than or equal to l max, the lower bound of the integral can be changed to max 0, t minus l max. Arrival of ICs. Putting the previous sections together, the appearance rate of ICs per oozf, alpha, t, is given by. To recap, alpha, t, does not factor in the preclusion of some ICs by other ICs, that is the focus of chapter 2. W is the product of try once steps. Gamma ut is the fraction of habitable planets capable of supporting advanced life at time t. TL max is the number of terrestrial planets possibly habitable. Fn, h, dt is the probability density of completing all n hard steps of hardness h and delay steps of expected completion time d at time t minus b after the process began. Carat rho, b is the rate of habitable star formation at time b. 1 minus l max t minus b, is the fraction of potentially habitable terrestrial planets that are habitable for at least tb years. I now discuss two potential puzzles related to alpha, t, did humanity arrive at an unusually early time? And, where are all the aliens? The earliness paradox. Depending on one's choice of anthropic theory, one may update towards hypotheses where human civilization is more typical among the reference class of all ICs. Here, I look at human civilization's typicality using two pieces of data, human civilization's arrival at Tno and the fact that we have appeared on a planet habitable for five grays. An atypical arrival time? I write alpha, t, for the arrival time distribution alpha, t, normalized to be a probability density function.
This tells us how typical human civilization's arrival time Tno is. That is, alpha, Tno, is the probability density of a randomly chosen, eventually, existing IC to have arrived at Tno. Plots of alpha, T, for varying n, all with d equals 1 gray, u equals 0.1, w equals 1 and h equals 1010 grays. The left-hand plots have Lmax equals 10 grays and right-hand plots have Lmax equals 100 grays. When planets are habitable for a longer duration, a greater fraction of life appears later. Further, when n is greater, fewer ICs appear overall since life is harder, but a greater fraction of ICs appear later in their planet's habitable windows, this is the power law of the hard steps. An atypical solar system? There are many more terrestrial planets around red dwarf stars than stars like our own. If these systems are habitable, then human civilization is additionally atypical, with respect to all ICs, in its appearance around a star like our Sun. Further, life has a longer time to evolve around a longer-lived star, so human civilization would be even more atypical. Hawk Misra et al. 2018, discuss this, but do not consider that the presence of hard try-try steps leads to a greater fraction of ICs appearing on longer-lived planets. Resolving the Paradox Suppose a priori one believes Lmax 10 grays and n greater than or equal to 2 and uses an anthropic theory that updates towards hypotheses where human civilization is more typical among all ICs. Given these assumptions, one expects the vast majority of ICs to appear much further into the future and on planets around red dwarf stars. However, human civilization arrived relatively shortly after the universe first became habitable, on a planet that is habitable for only a relatively short duration and is thus very atypical, according to our arrival time function that does not factor in the preclusion of ICs by other ICs. There are multiple approaches to resolving this apparent paradox. First, one can reject their prior belief in high N and Lmax, and update towards small N and Lmax which lead us to believing we are in a more typical IC. Second, one could change the reference class among which human civilization's typicality is being considered. This, in effect, is changing the question being asked. In a reference class of ICs that arrive around sun-like stars, human civilization is not particularly atypical in arrival time. In a reference class of ICs exactly like human civilization, of which there is just us, human civilization is, trivially, completely typical. Third and finally, one can prefer theories that set a deadline on the appearance of ICs like us. If the universe suddenly ended in 5 grays time, no more ICs could appear and regardless of N and Lmax human civilization's arrival time would be typical. Hansen et al. 2021, resolve the paradox with such a deadline, the expansion of so-called grabby civilizations, which is the focus of chapter 2. Alternative deadlines have been suggested, such as through false vacuum decay, which I briefly discuss in the appendix. The Fermi Paradox some anthropic theories update towards hypotheses where there are a greater number of civilizations that make the same observations we do, containing observers like us. The rate of 11 Cs. I write NXIC for the rate of ICs per ooze with feature X, where X denotes ICs arriving at Tno on a planet that has been habitable for as long as Earth has, and will be habitable for the same duration as Earth will be. The Earth has been habitable for between 4.5 grays and 3.9 grays, Pierce et al. 2018. I suppose that Earth has been habitable for 4.5 grays, since if habitable for just 3.9 grays, the 600 my difference can be, lazily, modeled as a fuse or delay step. Assuming for the time being that no IC precludes any other, this gives. Note that. The constant of proportionality is given by the number of Earth-like planets per ooze and other parameter-independent facts. This expression is independent of Lmax, it is certain the Earth is habitable so changing the maximum habitable duration does not change the number of Earth-like planets. Nxik is a rate per ooze rather than number.
Below, I vary N and H to see the effect on Xik. The effect of W on Xik linear, so uninteresting. The term Xik does not include the further feature of not observing any alien life. In the next chapter, I introduce hashtag Xik the number of ICs with feature X that also do not observe any alien life. Where are all the aliens? I write Nick for the rate of ICs that appear per USV, supposing no IC precludes any other, which is given by Nick equals 0 alpha, T D T. My priors on N, H, D, W, L max and U give the rate of ICs that appear per USV, supposing no IC precludes any other. I chose the balanced prior on N and prior on hard step hardness high to give an implied distribution on Nick comparable to the prior derived by Sandberg et al. 2018 which models the scientific uncertainties on the parameters of the Drake equation. Sandberg et al.'s prior on the number of currently contactable ICs has a median of 0.3 and 38% credence in fewer than one IC currently existing in the observable universe. My balanced prior gives 50% on the rate of less than one IC per USV and median of one IC to appear per USV, and so is more conservative. The Fermi observation is the fact that we have not observed any alien life. For those with a high prior on the existence of alien life, such as my bullish prior, the Fermi paradox is the conflict between this high prior and the Fermi observation. Two grabby civilizations. It may be hard for humanity to observe a typical IC, especially if they do not last long or emit enough electromagnetic radiation to be identified at large distances. If some fraction of ICs persist for a long time, expand at relativistic speeds, and make visible changes to their volumes, one can more easily update on the Fermi observation. Such ICs are called grabby civilizations, GCs. The existence of sufficiently many GCs can solve the earliness paradox by setting a deadline by which ICs must arrive, thus making ICs like us more typical in human civilization's arrival time. In this chapter, I derive an expression for hashtagnsic, the rate of ICs per ooze that have arrived at the same time as human civilization on a planet habitable for the same duration and do not observe any GCs. Observation of GCs humanity has not observed any intelligent life. In particular, we have not observed any GCs. Whether GCs are not in our past light cone or we have not yet seen them yet is uncertain. GCs may deliberately hide or be hard to observe with humanity's current technology. It seems clearer that humanity is not inside a GC volume, and at minimum we can condition on this observation. In Chapter 3 I compute two distinct updates, one conditioning on the observation that there are no GCs in our past light cone and one conditioning on the weaker observation that we are not inside a GC volume. If GCs prevent any ICs from existing in their volume, this latter observation is equivalent to the statement that we exist in an IC. The second observation leaves less room for GCs, since we are conditioning on a larger volume not containing any GCs. I lean towards there being no GCs in our past light cone. By considering the waste heat that would be produced by type 3 Kardashev civilizations, a civilization using all the starlight of its home galaxy, the G survey found no type 3 Kardashev civilizations using more than 85% of the starlight in 105 galaxies surveyed, Griffith et al. 2015. There is further discussion on the ability to observe distant expansive civilizations in this less wrong thread. The transition from IC to GC. I write FGC for the average fraction of ICs that become GCs. I assume that this happens in an astronomically short duration and as such can approximate the distribution of arrival time of GCs as equal to the distribution of arrival times of ICs. That is, the arrival time distribution of GCs is given by FGC alpha, T. It seems plausible a significant fraction of ICs will choose to become GCs. Since matter and energy are likely to be instrumentally useful to most ICs, expanding to control as much volume as they can, 
thus becoming a GC, is likely to be desirable to many ICs with diverse aims. Omohundro, 2008, discusses instrumental goals of AI systems, which I expect will be similar to the goals of GCs, run by AI systems or otherwise. Some ICs may go extinct before being able to become a GC. The extinction of an IC does not entail that no GC emerges. For example, an unaligned artificial intelligence may destroy its origin IC but become a GC itself. Russell 2021. ICs that trigger a, false, vacuum decay that expands at relativistic speeds can also be modeled as GCs. I do not update on the fact we have not observed any ICs. The smaller FGC, the greater the importance of the evidence that we have not seen any ICs. The expansion of GCs. I model GCs as all expanding spherically at some constant ka-moving speed versus the volume of an expanding GC. To calculate the volume of an expanding GC, one must factor in the expansion of the universe. Solving the Friedman equation gives the cosmic scale factor at E, a function that describes the expansion of the universe over time. With initial condition at no equals 1 and h0, omega m, omega r and omega lambda given by Ade et al. 2016. The Friedman equation assumes the universe is homogeneous and isotropic, as discussed in Chapter 1. Throughout, I use ka-moving distances which give a distance that does not change over time due to the expansion of space. The ka-moving distance a probe traveling at speed versus that left at time b reaches by time t is v t dt the ka-moving volume of a gc at time t that has been growing at speed versus since time b is. I take versus b, t, versus, in units of fraction of the volume of a news approximately 4.2101 formally 3. The fraction of the universe saturated by GCs. Following Olson, 2015, I write GT for the average fraction of OSVs unsaturated by GCs at time T and take functional form. Recall that the product FGC alpha, B, is the rate of GCs appearing per OSV at time B. Since alpha, is a function of the parameters N, H, D, W, L max and U, the function T is 2. This functional form for GT assumes that when GCs bump into other GCs, they do not speed up their expansion in other directions. The actual volume of a GC. I write hashtag versus B, T, versus, for the expected actual volume of a GC at time T that began expanding at time B at speed versus trivially, hashtag versus B, T, versus, less than or equal to versus B, T, versus, since GCs that prevent expansion can only decrease the actual volume. If GCs are sufficiently rare, then hashtag versus B, T, versus versus B, T, versus. I derive an approximation for hashtag versus in the appendix. Later, I use the actual volume of a GC as a proxy for the total resources it contains. On a sufficiently large scale, mass, consisting of intergalactic gas, stars, and interstellar clouds, is homogeneously distributed within the universe. This proxy most likely underweights the resources of later arriving GCs due to the gravitational binding of galaxies and galaxy clusters. A new arrival time distribution. The distribution of IC arrival times, alpha, t, can be adjusted to account for the expansion of GCs, which preclude ICs from arriving. I define beta, t, equals alpha, tgt that gives the rate of ICs appearing per OOSV, and write hashtag nick, equals zero alpha, TGT DT for the number of ICs that actually appear peruse. The actual number of 11 Cs. I define hashtag NSIC to be the actual number of ICs with feature X to appear, accounting for the expansion of GCs. I consider two variants of this term. I write hashtag NSIC, versus equals C for the rate of ICs with feature X per ooze that do not observe GCs. 
Since information about GCs travels at the speed of light, GV equals CT gives the fraction of OS Vs that is unsaturated by light from GCs at time T. Then, hashtag NSIC, versus equals C equals NSHISC equals CT no gives the number of 11 Cs per OS with no GCs in their past light cone. Similarly, I write hashtag NSIC, versus equals versus for the rate of ICs with feature X per OS that are not inside a GC volume, where versus is the expansion speed of GCs. In this case, Hashtag NSIC, versus equals versus equals NSHISC equals versus TNO. Left and right, heat maps of hashtag NSIC, versus equals C for varying hard steps N and geometric mean hardness H. Both heat maps show the same data, but the color scale goes with the logarithm on the plot on the left, and linearly on the right. Both take D equals 1 gray, W equals 0.1, L max equals 10 grays, U equals 0.1, FGC equals 1 and versus equals C. The black area in the left heat map contains pairs of N, H, such that no 11 Cs actually appear, due to the all OSVs being saturated by light from GCs by TNO. The green area on the right heat map is the sweet spot where the most number of 11 Cs appear. This happens to be just above the border between the black and green area in on the left heat map. In this sweet spot, there are many ICs, including 11 Cs, but not too many such that 11 Cs are, all, precluded. My bearish, Balanced and bullish priors have 16%, 26% and 44% probability mass in cases where the universe is fully saturated with light from GCs by TNO, and so hashtag NSIC, versus equals C equals 0, respectively. The balancing act. The Fermi observation limits the number of early arriving GCs, when there are too many GCs the existence of observers like us is rare or impossible. For anthropic theories that prefer more observers like us, there is a push in the other direction. If life is easier, there will be more 11 Cs. For anthropic theories that prefer observers like us to be more typical, there is potentially a push towards the existence of GCs that set a cosmic deadline and lead to human civilization not being unusually early. In the next chapter, I derive likelihood ratios for different anthropic theories and produce results. Three likelihoods and updates. I've presented all the machinery necessary for the updates, other than the anthropic reasoning. I hope this chapter is readable without knowledge of the previous two. I now apply three approaches to dealing with anthropics. The self-indication assumption, SIA. The sampling assumption, SSA. Non-causal decision-theoretic approaches, such as anthropic decision theory, or minimal reference class SSA with a non-causal decision theory. I have three joint priors over the following eight parameters. Four life parameters. The number of hard try-try steps N. The geometric mean completion time of the hard steps H. The sum of the duration of delay and fuse steps D. The probability of passing through all try once steps W. Two parameters related to habitability. The maximum habitable duration of any planet Lmax. A parameter that controls the habitability of the early universe U. Two parameters related to GCs. The fraction of ICs that become GCs FGC. The average speed of expansion of GCs versus. I update on either the observation I label XC or observation I label 15. Both XC and 15 include observing that we are in an IC that appeared at TNO equals 13.787 grays after the Big Bang, is on a planet that was formed, and has been potentially habitable, for around 4.5 grays, is on a planet that will remain habitable for around another 1 gray. XC additionally contains the observation that we do not see any GCs. Alternatively, 15 additionally contains the observation that we are not inside a GC, equivalently, that we exist, if we expect GCs to prevent ICs like us from appearing.
I walk through each anthropic theory in turn, derive a likelihood ratio, and produce results. In chapter 4 I discuss potential implications of these results. By Bayes' rule. I have already given my priors pn, versus, and so it remains to calculate the likelihood px vertical bar n, versus. I derive likelihoods in the discrete case, and index my priors by worlds y equals ni comma dot 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 comma vi. See ya. I use the following definition of the self-indication assumption, SIA, slightly modified from Bostrom, 2002. All other things equal, one should reason as if they are randomly selected from the set of all possible observer moments. OM's a brief time segment of an observer. Applying the definition of SIA. That is, SIA updates towards worlds where there are more OM's like us. Since the denominator is independent of I, we only need to calculate the numerator, vertical bar x dot OM's vertical bar I. By my choice of definitions, vertical bar x dot OM's vertical bar I is proportional to hashtagnsic, the number of ICs with feature X that actually appear per OOSF. The constant of proportionality is given by the number of OMs per IC, which I suppose is independent of model parameters, as well as the number of OSVs in the earlier specified large finite volume. Again, these constants is unnecessary due to the normalization. The three summary statistics implied by the posterior are below. As mentioned before, the updates are reproducible here. Updating with observation XC updating with observation 15. SIA updates overwhelmingly towards the existence of GCs in our light cone from all three of my priors. If a GC does not emerge from Earth, most of the volume will be expanded into by other GCs. I discuss some marginal posteriors here, and reproduce all the marginal posteriors in the appendix. SIA updates towards smaller FGC as the existence of more GCs can only decrease the number of observers like us. This is the SIA doomsday described by Grace, 2010. This result is the same as found by Olson and Ord, 2021, whereby the prior on FGC goes from prior to posterior PFGC PFGC slash FGC. The SIA update is overwhelmingly towards smaller LMAX. Increasing LMAX only increases the number of GCs that could preclude 11 Cs. SSA. I use the following definition of the self-sampling assumption, SSA, again slightly modified from Bostrom, 2002. All other things equal, one should reason as if they are randomly selected from the set of all actually existent observer moments, OMs, in their reference class. A reference class are as a choice of some subset of all OMs. Applying the definition of SSA with reference class R. That is, SSA updates towards worlds where observer moments like our own are more common in the reference class. I first consider two reference classes, RECs and RAL. The reference class RECs contains only OMs contained in ICs, and no OMs in GCs. This is the reference class implicitly used by Hansen et al. 2021. The reference class RAL also includes observers in GCs. I later consider the minimal reference class, containing only observers who have identical experiences, paired with non-causal decision theories. Small reference class RECs. This is the reference class implicitly used by Hansen et al. 2021. I reach different conclusions from Hansen et al. 2021, and discuss a possible error in their paper in the appendix. The total number of OMs in RECs is proportional to the number of ICs, hashtag Nick. As in the SIA case, the number of XOMs is proportional to hashtag NSIC, so the likelihood ratio is hashtag NSIC slash hashtag Nick. Updating with observation XC updating with observation 15. SSA has updated away from the existence of GCs in our future light cone. In the appendix, I discuss how this update is highly dependent on the lower bound on the prior for LMAX. Again, Smaller LMAX is unsurprisingly preferred. Large reference class RAL. 
This reference class contains all OMs that actually exist in our large finite volume, and so includes OMs that GCs create. It is sometimes called the maximal reference class. I model GCs as using some fraction of their total volume to create OMs. I suppose that this fraction and the efficiency of OM creation are independent of the model parameters. These constants do not need to be calculated, since they cancel when normalizing. The total volume controlled by all GCs is proportional to 1 minus GTL, the average fraction of OSVs saturated by GCs at some time TL when all expansion has finished. I assume that a single GC creates many more OMs than are contained in a single ICs. Since my prior on FGC has FGC greater than or equal to 0.01 and I expect GCs to produce many OMs, I see this as a safe assumption. This assumption implies the total number of OMs as proportional to 1 minus GTL. The SSA raw likelihood ratio is hashtag 6 slash 1 minus GTL. I do not see this update as not particularly informative, since I expect GCs to create simulated XOMs, which I explore later in this chapter. Updating with observation XC updating with observation 15. Notably, SSA raw updates towards as small versus as possible, since increasing the speed of expansion increases the number of observers created that are not like us, the denominator in the likelihood ratio. As with the SSA reseize update, this result is sensitive to the prior on LMAX, which I discuss in the appendix. Non-causal decision theoretic approaches. In this section, I apply non-causal decision theoretic approaches to reasoning about the existence of GCs. This chapter does not deal with probabilities, but with wagers. That is, how much one should behave as if they are in a particular world. The results I produce are applicable to multiple non-causal decision theoretic approaches. The results are applicable for someone using SSA with the minimal reference class, Ehrman, paired with a non-causal decision theory, such as evidential decision theory, EDT. SSA Ehrman contains only observers identical to you, and so updating using SSA Ehrman simply removes any world where there are no observers with the same observations as you, and then normalizes. The results are also applicable for someone, fully, sticking with their priors, being updateless, and using a decision theory such as anthropic decision theory, ADT. ADT, created by Armstrong, 2011, converts questions about anthropic probability to decision problems, and Armstrong notes that ADT is nothing but the anthropic version of the far more general updateless decision theory and functional decision theory. Application. I suppose that all decision-relevant exact copies of me, i.e. instances of my current observations, are in one of the following situations. An IC that later becomes a GC. An IC that does not become a GC. A simulation that is smaller in scale than the basement realty, for example the simulation is shorter-lived. Of course, copies may be in non-decision-relevant situations, such as short-lived Boltzmann brains. For each of the above three situations, I calculate the expected number of copies of me per OOSF. For example, in case, 1, the number of copies is proportional to FGC hashtag and in, 2, 1 minus FGC hashtag I do not calculate the constant of proportionality, which would be very small, this constant is redundant when considering the relative decision worthiness of different worlds. My decisions may correlate with agents that are not identical copies of me, at a minimum, near identical copies, which I do not consider in this calculation. If in all situations the relative increase in decision worthiness from correlated agents is equal, the overall relative decision worthiness is unchanged. To motivate the need to consider these three cases, I claim that our decisions are likely contingent on the ratio of our copies in each category and the ratio of the expected utility of our possible decisions in each scenario. For example, 
if we were certain that none of our copies were in ICs that became GCs, or all of our copies were in short-lived simulations, we may prioritize improving the lives of current generations of moral patients. The GC wager. I choose to model all the expected utility of our decisions as coming from copies in case, 1. That is, to make decisions premised on the wager that we are in an IC that becomes a GC and not in an IC that doesn't become a GC, nor in a short-lived simulation. Tomasic, 2016, discusses the comparison of decision-worthiness between, 1, and, 2, 2, 3. My assumption that, 1, dominates, 2, is driven by my prior distribution on FGC, which is bounded below by 0.01, and the expected resources of a single GC dominating the resources of a single IC. Counterarguments to this assumption may appeal to the uncertainty about the ability to affect the long-run future. For example, if a GC emerged from Earth in the future but all the consequences of one's actions wash out before that point, then, 1, and, 2, would be equally decision-worthy. I expect that forms of lock-in, such as the values of an artificial general intelligence, provide a route for altruists to influence the future. I suppose that a total utilitarian's decisions matter more in cases where the Earth-emerging GC is larger. In fact, I suppose a total utilitarian's decisions matter in linear proportion to the eventual volume of such a GC. An average utilitarian's decisions then matter in proportion to the ratio of the eventual volume of an Earth-emerging GC to the volume controlled by all GCs, supposing that GCs create moral patience in proportion to their resources. Calculating decision-worthiness. To give my decision-worthiness of each world, I multiply the following terms. My prior credence in the world. The expected number of copies of me and ICs that become GCs. If I am a total utilitarian. The expected total resources under control of the GCs emerging from ICs with copies of me in this world. If I am a total utilitarian. The ratio of expected total resources under control of the GCs emerging from ICs with copies of me in, to the expected total resources of all GCs, supposing that. This gives the degree to which I should wager my decisions on being in a particular world. Total utilitarianism. The number of copies of me and ICs that become GCs is proportional tofk hashtagnsik. The expected actual volume of such GCs is hashtag versus tno, tl, versus. Using the assumption that our influence is linear in resources, the decision worthiness of each world is. I use the label ADT total for this case. Updating with observation XC updating with observation 15. Total utilitarians using a non-causal decision theory should behave as if they are almost certain of the existence of GCs in their future light cone. However, the number of GCs is fairly low, around 40 per OSF. Average utilitarianism. As before, the number of copies of me and ICs that become GCs is proportional to FGC hashtag sick and again the expected actual volume of such a GC is given by hashtag versus no, TL, versus, the resources of all GCs is proportional to 1 minus GTL. Supposing that GCs create moral patience in proportion to their resources, the decision worthiness of each world is. I use the label ADT average for this case. Updating with observation XC updating with observation 15. An average utilitarian should behave as if there are most likely no GCs in the future light cone. As with the SSA updates, this update is sensitive to the prior on LMAX and is explored in an appendix. Interaction with GCs. I now model two types of interactions between GCs, trade and conflict. The model of conflict that I consider decreases the decision worthiness of cases where there are GCs in our future light cone. I show that a total utilitarian should wager as if there are no GCs in their future light cone if they think the probability of conflict is sufficiently high. 
The model of trade I consider increases the decision worthiness of cases where there are GCs in our future light cone. I show that an average utilitarian should wager that there are GCs in their future light cone if they think there are sufficiently large gains from trade with other GCs. The purpose of these toy examples is to illustrate that a total or average utilitarian's true wager with respect to GCs may be more nuanced than presented earlier. Total utilitarianism and conflict. Suppose we are in the contrived case where we have P credence in the future where all GCs do their own thing and, say convert their volumes into their own form utility. We have 1 minus P credence in a future where all GCs in our future light cone fight to control the entire future light cone. The probability of a GC winning is proportional to their actual volume. The winner then gets their maximal volume, the volume they would have reached if no other GCs were present, and all other GCs lose all their resources. When conflict occurs, an Earth-originating GC has probability hashtag versus TNO, TL, versus 1 minus GTL, minus 1 of getting its maximal volume, versus TNO, TL, versus. Supposing a total utilitarian's decisions can influence both cases equally, the expected decision worthiness per copy in an IC that becomes a GC is. As before, multiplying by the number of copies of me and ICs that become GCs, FGC hashtag NSIC, gives the decision worthiness. Intuitively, since the conflict in expectation is a net loss of resources for all GCs, this leads one to wager one's decisions against the existence of GCs in the future. Average utilitarianism and trade. I apply a very basic model of gains from trade between GCs with average utilitarianism. I suppose that one can only trade with other GCs within the affectable universe. Intuitively the decision worthiness goes up in a world with trade as there is more at stake. Our GC can both influence its own resources and the resources of other GCs. This model of trade would also increase the degree to which a total utilitarian would wager there are GCs in their future light cone. I suppose an average utilitarian GC completes a trade by spending R of their resources, which they could otherwise use to increase the welfare of our moral patients by a single unit, for the return of welfare of XR moral patients to be increased by one unit. For X greater than 1 the GC benefits by making the trade, and so should always make such a trade rather than using the resources to create utility themselves. I write PX for the probability density of a randomly chosen trade providing X return, and suppose that the volume of available trades is proportional to the volume saturated by GCs, which itself is proportional to 1 minus GTL. I take PX equals X minus KX slash K for some K greater than 0. For smaller K, a greater proportion of all available trades are beneficial, and a greater number are very beneficial. For example, for K equals 1 the fraction of the volume controlled by GCs that the average utilitarian GC can make beneficial trades with is 1 slash E equals 37% and 1 slash E two fourteen percent of volume controlled by GCs allows for trades that return twice as much as they put in. For K equals 0.1 these same terms are 1 slash E 0.190% and 1 slash E 0.282% respectively. Note that smaller K supposes a very large ability to control effective resources by other GCs through trade. Some utility functions may be more conducive to expecting such high trade ratios. I suppose that the decision worthiness for each copy of an average utilitarian is linear in the ratio of effective resources that the future GC controls, i.e. the total resources the GC would need to produce the same utility without trade, to the total resources controlled by all GCs. Other GCs may also increase the effective resources they control. For simplicity, I assume that such GCs do not use their increased effective resources to change the number or welfare of otherwise existing moral patients. 
average utilitarians should wager their decisions on the existence of, many, GCs if they expect high trade ratios, and the ability to linearly influence the value of these trades. Updates with simulated observers. In this section, I return to probabilities and consider updates for SIA and SSA in the case where GCs create simulated observers like us. For the most part, the results are similar to those seen so far, SIA supports the existence of many GCs, and SSA RAL does not. Since SSA RECs does not include observers created by GCs, its results are independent of the existence of any simulated observers created by GCs. This section implicitly assumes that the majority of observers like us, exoems, are in simulations, run by GCs, as argued by Bostrom, 2003. Chapter 4 does not depend on any discussion here, so this subsection can be skipped. Ancestor Simulations In the future, an Earth-originating GC may create simulations of the history of Earth or simulate worlds containing counterfactual human civilizations. I call these ancestor simulations, as Bostrom, 2003, concludes that at least one of the following is true. The fraction of all human-level technological civilizations that survive to reach a post-human stage is approximately zero. The fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested in running ancestor simulations is approximately zero. The actual fraction of all observers with human-type experiences that live in simulations is approximately 1. GCs other than humans may create as of their own past as an ICs. These OMs in as created by GCs who transition from 11 Cs will be XOMs. Historical simulations. As well as running simulations of their own past, GCs may create simulations of other ICs. GCs may be interested in the values or behaviors of other GCs they may encounter, and can learn about the distribution of these by running simulations of ICs. I use the term historical simulations, HS, to describe a behavior of simulating ICs where the distribution of simulated ICs is equal to the true distribution of ICs. That is, the simulations are representative of the outside world, even if GCs run the simulations one IC at a time. Other OEMs. GCs may create many other OEMs, simulated or not, of which none are XOEMs. For example, a posthuman GC may create a simulated utopia of OEMs. I use the term other OEMs as a catch-all term for such OEMs. Simulation budget. I model GCs as either spending a fraction of their total resources on as or HS, or spending some fixed quantity of their resources on as or HS, as well as spending some fraction of their resources on other OEMs. Fixed means that the amount each GC spends is independent of the model parameters, it does not mean each GC creates the same number. Most XOMs are in simulations. I first give an example to motivate the claim that when GCs create simulated XOMs, the majority of all XOMs are in such simulations rather than being in the basement level. Bostrom, 2003, estimates that the resources of the Virgo supercluster, a structure that contains the Milky Way and could be fully controlled by an Earth-originating GC, could be used to run 1,029 human lives per second, each containing many OEMs. Around 1,011 humans have ever lived, if we expect a GC to emerge in the few centuries, it seems unlikely more than 1,012 humans will have lived by this time. In this case, only 10-17, 100 million trillionths, of all a GC's resources would need to be used for a single second to create an equal number of exoems to the number of basement-level exoems. When GC's create as or HS, I assume that the number of exoems in as or HS far exceeds the number of exoems in 11 Cs. That is, most observers like us are in simulations. Both SIA and SSA RAL support the existence of simulations of exoems, holding all else equal, creating simulated exoems, trivially, 
increases the number x ohms and the ratio vertical bar x dot ohms vertical bar slash vertical bar ohms vertical bar. Likelihood ratios. I first calculate vertical bar x dot ohms for each simulation behavior. These give the SIA likelihood ratios. As previously discussed in the SSA RAL case, I suppose that the vast majority of OMs are in GCs and so are created in proportion to the resources controlled by GCs, 1 minus GTL. Dividing by vertical bar x dot OMs, by 1 minus GTL then gives the SSA RAL likelihood ratio. GCs create derivation as fixed FG hashtag chicks fixed FG hashtag as resource proportional FG hashtag sick hashtag versus no, TL versus HS resource proportional hashtag sick hashtag nick 1 minus GTL. Vertical bar x dot ohms is proportional to. I assume that the fixed number of ohms is much greater than 1 slash FGC. This means one can approximate all x ohms as contained in as. The number of 11 C's that actually appear is hashtag sick of which FGC will become GC's. The total number of GC's that appear is FGC hashtag nick. Each creates some average number of HS each containing some average constant number of X ohms. The fraction of ICs in HS which are 11 C's is hashtag sick slash hashtag nick. The product of these terms is FGC hashtag sick. Intuitively, this is equal to the as fixed case as the same ICs are being sampled and simulated, but the distribution of which GC simulates which IC has been permuted. The number of GCs that create as containing 11 C's is FGC hashtag sick. The number of as each of these GCs creates is proportional to the actual volume each would control, hashtag versus no, TL, versus. Of all HS created, hashtag six slash hashtag NIQ will be of 11 Cs. The total number of HS created is proportional to the average fraction of OSVs saturated by GCs, 1 minus GTL. Note that above the derivations give the equivalences between. SIA as resource proportional and ADT with total utilitarianism. SSA RAL HS resource proportional and SSA RECs. SSA RAL as resource proportional and ADT with average utilitarianism. And so are not calculated here again. SIA updates. Simulation behavior updating with observation XC updating with observation 15 is fixed, HS fixed resource proportional. SSA RAL updates. Simulation behavior updating with observation XC updating with observation 15 is fixed, HS fixed. For conclusion. Summary of results. SAAT total utilitarianism at average utilitarianism SARAL SSA BORIX NOSUM SHS FIXED AS FIXEDS RP as RP. Anthropic theory. 1. 4. 5. 6. 8. 2. 4. 5. 7. 8. 2. 4. 5. 7. 8. 3. 4. 5. 8. 8. 4. 4. 5. 5. 8. In the above table, the left column gives the shorthand description of GC simulation creating behavior. Equivalent updates have the same color and number. The posterior credence in being alone in the observable universe, conditioned on observation XC. Prior 1234567 bullish less than 0.1% less than 0.1% less than 0.1% 0.2% 70% 68% 69% 64% balance less than 0.1% less than 0.1% less than 0.1% 0.2% 89% 89% 89% bearish less than 0.1% less than 0.1% less than 0.1% 0.2% 
These results replicate previous findings. Olson and Ord, 2020, and Finn Veden, 2019, that show SIA supports the existence of GCs in our future. Finn Veden, 2019, that shows total utilitarians using a non-causal decision theory should behave as if there are GCs in the future. These results fail to replicate Hansen et al.'s, 2021, finding that, the implicit use of, SSA re-Cs implies the existence of GCs in our future. To my knowledge, this is the first model that quantifies the effects of the simulation hypothesis on the Fermi paradox. Quantifies the non-causal decision theoretic wager for average utilitarians. In the appendix, I also produce variants of updates for different priors, taking, log uniform priors on all parameters, and varying the prior on LMAX. Which anthropic theory? My preferred approach is to use a non-causal decision theoretic approach, and reason in terms of wagers rather than probabilities. Within the choice of utility function in finite worlds, forms of total utilitarianism are more appealing to me. However, it seems likely that the world is infinite and that aggregative consequentialism must confront infinitarian paralysis, the problem that in infinite worlds one is ethically indifferent between all actions. Some solutions to infinitarian paralysis require giving up on the maximizing nature of total utilitarianism, Bostrom, 2011, and may look more averagist. However, interaction with other GCs, such as through trade, make it plausible that even average utilitarians behave as if GCs are in their future light cone. Having said this, theoretical questions remain with the use of non-causal decision theories, for example comments here on UDT and FDT. Why does this matter? If an Earth-originating GC observes another GC, it will most likely not be for hundreds of millions of years. By this point, one may expect such a civilization to be technologically mature and any considerations related to the existence of aliens redundant. Further, any actions we take now may be unable to influence the far future. Given these concerns, are any of the conclusions action relevant? Primarily, I see these results being most important for the design of artificial general intelligence, AGI. It seems likely that humanity will hand off control of the future, inadvertently or by design, to an AGI. Some aspects of an AGI humanity builds may be locked in, such as its values, decision theory or commitments it chooses to make. Given this lock-in, altruist concerned with influencing the far future may be able to influence the design of AGI systems to reduce the chance of conflict between this AGI and other GCs, presumably also controlled by AGI systems. Clifton, 2020, outlines avenues to reduce cooperation failures such as conflict. Astronomical waste? Bostrom, 2003, gives a lower bound of 1,014 biological human lives lost per second of delayed colonization, due to the finite lifetimes of stars. This estimate further does not include stars that become impossible for a human civilization due to the expansion of the universe. The existence of GCs in our future light cone may strengthen or weaken this consideration. If GCs are aligned with our values, then even if a GC never emerges from Earth, the cosmic commons may still be put to good use. This does not apply when using SSA or a non-causal decision theory with average utilitarianism, which expect that only a human GC can reach much of our future light cone. SETI. The results have clear implications for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI. One key result is the strong update against the habitability of planets around red dwarfs. For the self-sampling assumption or a non-causal decision theoretic approach with average utilitarianism, there is great value of information on learning whether such planets are in fact suitable for advanced life, if they are, SSA strongly endorses the existence of GCs in our future light cone, as discussed in the appendix. SIA, 
or a non-causal decision theoretic approach with total utilitarianism, is confident in the existence of GCs in our future light cone regardless of the habitability of red dwarfs. The model also informs the probability of success of SETI for ICs in our past light cone. Such ICs may not be visible to us now if they were too quiet for us to notice or did not persist for a long time. Risks from SETI. Barnett, 2022, discusses and gives an admittedly non-robust estimate of 10-20% to chance that SETI will directly cause human extinction in the next 1,000 years. I consider the implied posterior distribution on the probability of a GC becoming observable in the next 1,000 years. The, causal, existential risk from GCs is strictly smaller than the probability that light reaches us from at least one GC, since the former entails the latter. The posteriors imply a relatively negligible chance of contact, observation or visitation, with GCs in the next 1,000 years even for SIA. However, it seems that the risk in the next is then more likely to come from GCs that are already potentially observable that we have just not yet observed, perhaps more advanced telescopes will reveal such GCs. Further work. I list some further directions this work could be taken. All the calculations can be found here. I have not updated on all the evidence available. Further evidence one could update on includes. Facts about the Sun, for example that it is a G-type star, or Milky Way, for example that is a barred spiral galaxy, that would narrow the definition of 11 Cs. That no signs of life have been observed on Mars or other bodies in the solar system. That we have not observed any ICs. To do this, one would need a prior distribution over the lifetime of ICs and how likely it is for us to detect them. This is increasingly important for those with low prior on FGC. This observation pushes against life is common, FGC is small and towards both life is hard and life is somewhat common and FGC is large. Modeling assumptions can be improved. Considering priors on each try-try step and using the true completion time distribution, rather than an approximation. Considering the possibility of panspermia. Considerations of the structure of the universe in GC expansion. More variations of the updates could be considered. Using different references classes with SSA. Considering more advanced conflict trade models in the non-causal decision theoretic approaches. Using utility functions other than average and total utilitarianism in the non-causal decision theoretic approaches. More thought could be put into the prior selection, though the main results still follow from, log uniform priors. The priors on N and H can be informed by considering the biological mechanisms of the tri-tri steps. The priors on W and Lmax are unlikely to be independent, if we expect no planets around red dwarfs to be habitable. This seems evidence for marginally smaller W on planets around Sun-like stars. The parameter Lmax could be split into two parameters, one that controls the habitability of planets around longer-lived stars and another that models how long these planets are habitable for. I expect this to have little difference on the results, all anthropic theories would prefer no non-Earth-like planets to be habitable, and in the case they are, habitable for the shortest duration. Alternatively, the latter parameter could be replaced by a deadline parameter. Acknowledgements. I would like to thank Daniel Kokotilo for his supervision and guidance. I'd also like to thank Emery Cooper for comments and corrections on an early draft, and Lucas Finn-Veden and Robin Hansen for comments on a later draft. The project has benefited from conversations with Megan Kinnamant, Ewan McLean, Nicholas Goldowski-Dill, Francis Priestland, and Tom Barnes. Any errors remain my own. This project started during Center on Long-Term Risks Summer Research Fellowship. Glossary. And the number of hard try-try steps the geometric mean of the hard steps, hardness d the sum of the delay and fuse steps, 
strictly less than Earth's habitable duration. W the probability of passing through all try once steps in the development of an ICL max the maximum duration a planet can be habitable for U the decay power of gamma ray bursts the average ca moving speed of expansion of GCS GC fraction of ICs that become GCs. IC intelligent civilization zigisi grabi civilization um observer momentous observable universe size volumos effectable universe size volumes ya self indication assumptions as self sampling assumption ed tanthropic decision theory nick nxik good number of ICs xx slash gc's that would appear supposing no preclusion per ooze hashtag nick hashtag nxik hashtag ngc the number of ICs xx slash gc's that actually appear per oozks the observation of being in an exic that is not observed any gcs 15 the observation of being in an exic that is not inside a gca's ancestor simulations simulations created by a gc of their own ic origins or slight variance hs historical simulations simulations created by a gc to be representative of ic origins intelligent civilizations similar to human civilization in that they arrive at no they arrive around 4.5 grays into their planet's habitable duration. Their planet has around 1 gray habitable duration remaining. Alpha, T the probability density function of IC arrival times, excluding any preclusion by GC's beta, T the probability density function of IC arrival times that do not observe any GC's GT the fraction of a news of unsaturated by GC's at time TVB, T versus the ca-moving volume of a sphere GC expanding from time B at T with speed versus hashtag versus B. T, versus the actual volume of a sphere GC expanding from time B at T with speed versus which considers the expansion of GC's character O, T the rate of habitable star formation normalized to have integral 1 lmaxl the fraction of terrestrial planets that are habitable for at most L guide lmaxl the number of terrestrial planets perus that are potentially habitable gamma UT the fraction of potentially habitable planet habitable to advanced life at time to T the, cosmic, scale factor. References. Add A, P A. Aganim, N, Arnaud, M, Ashdown, M, Oman, J, Baxagalyapai, C, and Matarese, S 2016. Planck 2015 results 13 cosmological parameters. Astronomy and Astrophysics, 594, A13. Armstrong, S 2011. Anthropic Decision Theory or 14 Preprint R. 14.1110.6437. Armstrong, S., and Sandberg, a 2013. Eternity in 6 Hours, Intergalactic Spreading of Intelligent Life and Sharpening the Fermi Paradox. Acta Astronautica, 89, 1-13. Barnett, M. 2022. My Current Thoughts on the Risks from SETI Hashtag Strategies Underscore for Underscore Mitigating Underscore SETI Underscore Risk. Bostrom, N. 2003. Are We Living in a Computer Simulation? The Philosophical Quarterly, 53211. 243 to 255. Bostrom, N. 2003. Astronomical Waste, The Opportunity Cost of Delayed Technological Development. Utilities, 153, 308-314. Bostrom, N. 2011. Infinite Ethics. Analysis and Metaphysics, 10, 9-59. Carter, B. 1983. The Anthropic Principle and Its Implications for Biological Evolution. Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society of London. Series A, Mathematical and Physical Sciences, 310-1512, 347-363. Carter, B. 2008. Five or Six Step Scenario for Evolution? International Journal of Astrobiology, 72, 177-182. Clifton, J. 2020, Cooperation, Conflict, 
and Transformative Artificial Intelligence, a Research Agenda. Finn Veden, L2019, Quantifying Anthropic Effects on the Fermi Paradox. Grace, K2010. See a Doomsday, The Filter is a Head Slash. Greaves, H2017. Population Axiology. Philosophy Compass, 1211, E12442. Griffith, R.L., Wright, J.T., Maldonado, J., Povich, M.S., Sigurdsson, S., and Mullen, B. 2015. The G. Infrared Search for Extraterrestrial Civilizations with Large Energy Supplies. 3. The Reddest Extended Sources in Wise. The Astrophysical Journal Supplement Series, 217 2, 25. Hansen, R., Martin, D., McCarter, C., and Paulson, J. 2021. If Loud Aliens Explain Human Earliness, Quiet Aliens Are Also Rare. The Astrophysical Journal, 922-2-182. Hawk Misra, J., Copperapu, R.K., and Wolf, E.T. 2018. Why do we find ourselves around a yellow star instead of a red star? International Journal of Astrobiology, 17-1, Loeb, a 2014. The Habitable Epoch of the Early Universe. International Journal of Astrobiology, 134. 337 to 339. Martins, R. 2011. Is the Universe Homogeneous? Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society A, Mathematical, Physical, and Engineering Sciences, 369 1957, 5115 to 5137. McCaskill, M., Bykvist, K., and Ord, T. 2020. Moral Uncertainty, P. 240. Oxford University Press. Olson, S.J. 2015. Homogeneous Cosmology with Aggressively Expanding Civilizations. Classical and Quantum Gravity, 3221, 215,025. Olson, S.J. 2020. On the Likelihood of Observing Extragalactic Civilizations, Predictions from the Self-Indication Assumption R14 Preprint R. 14.2002.08194. Olson, S.J., and Ord, T2021. Implications of a search for intergalactic civilizations on prior estimates of human survival and travel speed are 14 preprint R. 14 colon 2106.13348. Omohundro, SM 2008, February. The Basic AI Drives. In AGI, Volume. 171, pages 483 to 492. Easterheld, C 2017. Multiverse Wide Cooperation via Correlated Decision Making. Ord, T 2021. The Edges of Our Universe are 14 preprint R. 14.2104.01191. Ozaki, K., and Reinhardt, C. T. 2021. The Future Lifespan of Earth's Oxygenated Atmosphere. Nature Geoscience, 143, 138-142. Pierce, B. K., Tupper, A. S., Pudritz, R.E., and Higgs, P.G. 2018. Constraining the Time Interval for the Origin of Life on Earth. Astrobiology, 183, 343-364. Russell, S. 2021. Human-Compatible Artificial Intelligence. In Human-Like Machine Intelligence, pages 3-23. Oxford, Oxford University Press. Sade, D., Feeney, S.M., Ponson, A., Perrys, H. Versus, and McEwen, J.D. 2016. How Isotropic is the Universe? Physical Review Letters, 117 13, 
131,302. Sandberg, A., Drexler, E., and Ord, T. 2018. Dissolving the Fermi Paradox R14 preprint R. 14.1806.02404. Sloan, D., Alves Batista, R., and Loeb, A. 2017. The Resilience of Life to Astrophysical Events. Scientific Reports, 71, 1-5. Tegmark, M. 2007. The Multiverse Hierarchy. Universe or Multiverse, 99-125. Tomasic, B. 2016. How the Simulation Argument Dampens Future Fanaticism. Zacharyson, E., Kalisendorf, P., Gonzalez, J., Benson, A., Johansson, A., and Jansen, M. 2016. Terrestrial Planets Across Space and Time. The Astrophysical Journal, 833-2-214. Appendix, Updating and on the Time Remaining. I discuss how using the remaining habitable time on Earth to update on the number of hard steps and is implicitly an anthropic update. In particular I discuss it in the context of Hansen et al. 2021, henceforth they and there. They later perform another anthropic update, using a different reference class, which I see as problematic. Their prior on N is derived by using the self-sampling assumption with the reference class of observers on planets habitable for five grays, the same as Earth. I write our five J for this reference class. Throughout, I ignore delay steps, and include only hard try-try steps. They argue, as I see correctly, that to be most typical within this reference class, and observe that Earth is habitable for another one gray, we update towards 3 and 8. The SSA our 5G likelihood ratio when updating N on our appearance time alone, ignoring preclusion by GCs, is. Where if H is the gamma distribution PDF with shape N and scale H. I take H equals 1010 grays. This likelihood ratio is largest for N5. We could further condition on the time that life first appeared, but this is not necessary to illustrate the point. While their prior on N relies on this small reference class, their main argument relies on a larger reference class of all intelligent civilizations, RECs. They use this to model humanity's birth rank as uniform in the appearance times of all advanced life, not just those habitable for five grays. If we use the smaller reference class or 5GG throughout, then one updates towards 3 and 8, but human civilization is no longer particularly early since all life on planets habitable for 5 grays appears in the next 50 grays due to the end of star formation. The existence of GCs will have less explanatory power in this case. If one uses the larger reference class RECs, when updating it on human civilization's appearance time alone, ignoring preclusion by GCs, the SSA likelihood ratio is. Where Lmax is the maximum habitable duration, and KL is the number of planets habitable for LG. If we believe Lmax to be large, then the likelihood ratio is maximum at N equals 1 and is decreasing in N. If advanced life is hard then it will appear more often on planets where it has longer to evolve and increasing N makes life harder so decreases the total amount of advanced life and increases the fraction of life on longer habitable planets. The reference class RECs converges to our 5G when decreasing LMAX to 5 grays, and 1 updates towards 3 and 8. To summarize, the following are compatible. SSA are 5G and large N and any LMAX. SSA RECs and small N and large LMAX. SSA RECs and large N and small LMAX. Hansen et al. Wright. If life on Earth had to achieve n hard steps to reach humanity's level, then the chance of this event rose as time to the nth power. Integrating this overhabitable star formation and planet lifetime distributions predicts greater than 99% of advanced life appears after today, unless n less than 3 and max planet duration less than 50 gyre. That is, we seem early. That is, 
To be early in the reference class of advanced life, RECs, we require large N and large LMAX which we have shown are incompatible. Appendix, varying the prior on LMAX. The SSA RECs, SSA RAL and ADT average updates are sensitive to the lower bound on the prior for LMAX. When there are no GCs, that can preclude ICs, human civilization's typicality is primarily determined by LMAX, the smaller the more typical human civilization is. If LMAX is certainly high, worlds with GCs that preclude ICs are relatively more appealing to SSA. Here I show updates for variants on the prior for LMAX, and otherwise using the balanced prior. Notably, even when LMAX log normal mu equals 500 grays, sigma equals 1.5, which has P LMAX less than 10 grays equals 0.3%, SSA RECs gives around 58% credence on being alone, and has posterior P LMAX less than 10 grays equals 55%. As seen below, increasing the lower bound on the prior of LMAX increases the posterior implied rate of GCs. Implied posterior on hashtag posterior on LMAX SSA RECs ADT average. Appendix, Marginalized Posteriors. The following tables show the marginalized posteriors for all updates, excluding the trade and conflict scenarios. XC, 15. Appendix, Updates from Uniform Priors. I show that the results follow when taking uniform log uniform priors on the model parameters as follows. N uniform 1,30. H log uniform 0.1 grays, 1,040 grays, not conditioned on the value of N. W log uniform 10 minus 30 comma 1. LMAX log uniform 5 grays, 20,000 grays. I also run with LMAX log uniform 30 grays, 20,000 grays, below. U log uniform 10 minus 10 comma 0.9. FGC log uniform 0.01 comma 1. Versus log uniform 0.01 comma 1. Which give the following distributions on hashtag NGC. XC. 15. LMAX greater than or equal to 30G. This takes the same, log uniform priors, but with LMAX log uniform 30 grays, 20,000 grays. The SSA RECs implied posterior on being alone in the USV is now just 59% from observation XC, and 40% from 15. XC. 15. Appendix, derivations. Currently in this Google Doc. Will be added to this post soon. Appendix, vacuum decay. Technologies to produce false vacuum decay or other highly destructive technologies will have a non-zero rate of detonation. Such technologies could be used accidentally, or deliberately as a scorched earth policy during conflict between GCs. Non-gravitationally bound volumes of the universe will become causally separated by 200 grays, after which GCs are safe from light speed decay. The model presented can be used to estimate the fraction of OSVs consumed by such decay bubbles. I write FVD for the fraction of ICs that trigger a vacuum decay some time shortly after they become an IC. More relevantly, one may consider vacuum decay events being triggered when GCs meet one another. Of course, this is highly speculative, but suggestive that such considerations may change the behavior of GCs before the era of causal separation. For example, risk-averse or pure-time discounting GCs may trade off some expansion for creation of utility. One could run the entire model with FGC replaced by FED. SSA RECs supports the existence of GCs for LMAX greater than or equal to 30G and so would similarly support the existence of ICs that trigger false vacuum decay as a deadline. Appendix, Hard Steps and the Power Law. As mentioned, I model the completion time of hard steps with the gamma distribution, which is PDF. When TH, X minus TH1 and so FN, HTTN minus 1. That is, 
when the steps are sufficiently hard, the probability of completion grows as a polynomial in t. Increasing n leads to a greater clumping of completions near the end of the possible time available. When hard steps are present, it also means that longer habitable planets will see a greater fraction of life than shorter lived planets. For example, a planet habitable for 50 grays will have approximately 50 grays slash 5 grays n equals 10 n greater probability of life appearing than a planet habitable for 5 grays. For anthropic theories that update towards worlds where observers like us are more typical, such as the self-sampling assumption, increasing n while allowing longer-lived planets makes observers like us less typical. With either the reference class of observers in intelligent civilizations, or all existing observers. This probability is conditional on the fact that there are no GCs for us to see already. The true number is then much higher if one believes that we might just not have seen some already visible GCs. As our cosmological horizon is increasing, I fix the definition to be the volume of observable universe now. A fuse step is one that has a completion time similar to the completion time of a burning fuse. The completion time could be modeled with a, truncated, normal distribution with small standard deviation and mean greater than zero. I show the validity of this approximation in the appendix. Dollar backslash bar L dollar enhance an et al 2021. Dollar L sub max dollar is used to upper bound the distribution of habitable planets, so could be better thought of as the 99th percentile, say, of the distribution of habitable durations. I'd recommend Stuart Armstrong's post-anthropics, different probabilities, different questions for discussion on this point. This assumes that the cosmic zoo hypothesis is false. This is $1 slash Brazilian real in Hansen et al. 2021. Forgive the tautological notation. To avoid problems with infinite observers, I consider only observers within the large finite volume, LFV. Strictly, I am using SIA with a reference class of observers within this LFV. If the LFV is large enough, we get the density of exoems in the level I multiverse due to its repeating nature. This is similar to the approach discussed here. Originally referred to as SSA plus SIA by Bostrom. Bostrom, 2002, gives this as the strong self-sampling assumption. Strictly, one can use a larger reference class that includes non-actual, merely possible oems, this reference class gives SIA. I take $t underscore L dollar equals 200 grays, though in most cases GC's expansion finishes sooner. The distribution has almost all probability mass on no GC's will reach the volumes that a human civilization could expand into. This assumes that the probability a GC emerges from Earth is equal to the average fraction of ICs that become GC's. When using SSA Brazilian real sub min dollar my prior credence in worlds with zero copies of me is zero, and so have zero decision worthiness by both the first term and also the second term. When taking a fully updateless approach, worlds that contain zero copies of me are given zero decision worthiness by the second term alone, even though I keep a non-zero prior in the world. Taking dollar backslash hash versus t sub now, t underscore l, versus dollar in units of aus v's. Though using a non-causal decision theory, gains through trade may be possible with GCs outside the effectable universe, for example Easter held, 2017. This volume itself may be too large, one may instead consider the volume that we can receive a broadcast to and hear back from. The following constants, which wash out in normalization, are not considered, a, the average number of OMs per IC, b, the number of as, on average, created by GCs when the number is fixed, c, the number of OMs in created by GCs per fraction of ooze they control, d, the number of OMs created per fraction of an ooze given to creating as or hs. For example, one may choose to use the ratio of resources of agents with my values, to all agents as a proxy of value to disvalue. Thanks for listening. 
To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.